0: Section 18 of The Soul or Rational Psychology This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Brian Laszlo Beauregard The Soul or Rational Psychology by Emanuel Swedenberg Translated by Frank Sewell 1837-1915 And Others Section 18 Part Third, The Affections Chapter 13 Of Harmonies and the Affections Thence Originating, and of the Desires in General 175 There is no entity and no substance in the universe without form. That it is anything, and that it is such as it is, is owing wholly to form. The essential determinations constitute form, and what those essences are which are determined cannot be conceived without the idea of parts or of substances, nor this determination itself without the idea of fluxion or coexistence. These substances themselves are called determining, and that which is determined by substances is a new but composite substance in which there is form. One seventy-six. The substances which determine themselves, or are determined, hold a mutual relation, and this is called analogy. The analogy of all determinations, whether it be successive or simultaneous, is called harmony or discord. Therefore, each form has either its harmony or discord. From the harmony or the discord is known the quality of the form. 177. As forms are perfect or imperfect, so also are the harmonies. There are forms which in themselves and by their nature are most perfect, and those which are in themselves and by their nature most imperfect, between which there are infinite degrees. So with the harmonies. Forms and harmonies are most perfect in themselves and by their own nature when this is perfect. But forms and harmonies are also imperfect by nature, but this is then called an imperfect nature. The nearer the forms approach to perfect nature, so much the more harmonious are they. And vice versa one seventy eight the forms which are more simple, prior, and superior in themselves and by their nature are more perfect than the composite, the posterior, and the inferior forms, likewise the harmonies. But from example, the most perfect angular form or form of angles is the equilateral triangle or a figure of three similar corners. The more imperfect angular form is the oblong, the parallelogram the trapezium, and other similar. The spherical or circular form is in itself and by its nature more perfect than the triangular form, but the most perfect of the spherical forms is the circular. Less perfect are the ellipses, cycloids, parabola, and others. Likewise in superior forms, whether it be in spiral, vortical, celestial, or spiritual. Such as are the forms, such are the harmonies, which derive their entire quality from their forms. 179. In every form, there is its state, which is the coexistence of the substances which are being or have been determined. This state is itself called harmonious when the substances coexist or succeed according to the perfect order of nature. 180. Every form except the angular, in the atmospheric world, and in the animal and vegetable kingdoms, is able to change its state, and from a more perfect natural state to pass over into imperfect ones, and from these to return again into the more perfect. The power of the changing state is itself the perfection of form, which in superior forms is so great that these changes of state exceed all number, and are to be reckoned as infinite. One eighty-one. When a circular form passes over into elliptical and other geometrical curves, it is said to change its state. Thus also when a spiral form passes into spirals of another genus, geometrical or arithmetical, it is said to change its state. It is the same with the superior forms, whose varieties of form cannot be geometrically demonstrated nor expressed in words. The most perfect form, in whatever degree, is unchangeable, but the others in their degree are changeable. So the circle is alone in the circular form, but there are infinite ellipses, and so with the rest. 182. But still the simple expansions and contractions of the same form are not changes. For in the expanded or contracted form the same essential determinations, analogies, and harmonies remain. They are rather modifications by which the form exercises their forces. But by expansions or contractions, the very nature of the form of exercising its forces is varied. 183. Forms which are able perfectly to change their states, at once to expand and compress, actually produce harmonies by change of their state, as also by as many and as various modifications as possible. These same changes of state, which forms produce, are again so many essential determinations from which results a new form, having its own state and harmony. From these again, when there are many similar ones, new forms arise from the changes of state, and so on, similarly with the harmonies. 184. All changes of state take place successively, but when, by these, new forms are produced, then all the changes of state which have been made successively exist in these simultaneously. Thus there are forms, states of forms, and harmonies common and particular, universal and singular, or general special and individual, from which it appears how infinite a diversity there is of forms, states, and harmonies. 185. But modifications, which are variations of dimension, or expansion or contraction of the substance to which the form belongs, produce a harmony by a certain mutual relation. Such are the harmonies of sounds, of objects of sight, of colors, in and among themselves. Thence it follows, THAT THERE ARE ALSO FORMS OF MODES WHICH ARE SIMPLY CALLED MODIFICATIONS. 186. HARMONIES OF THE ATMOSPHERIC WORLD ARE AFFECTED BY MODIFICATIONS ONLY, AND NOT BY CHANGES OF STATE. THE FORCES ARE IN THESE MODIFICATIONS THEMSELVES. BUT THE HARMONIES OF THE ANIMAL KINGDOM ARE PRODUCED AS WELL BY THE MODIFICATIONS WHICH ARE ITS SO MANY FORCES AND ACTIONS, AS BY THE CHANGES OF STATE WHICH ARE SO MANY SENSATIONS. 187 the organs of the animal kingdom both external and internal are so formed that they may receive modifications of the atmospheric world and turn these into sensations thus the modifications of the air they turn into the sensations of hearing and the modifications of ether into the sensations of sight and especially the organs named particularly the internal are affected not by the modifications themselves but by the harmonies of the modifications in such manner that they change their states comfortably to the harmonies, whence come perceptions. Thus is sight turned into imagination, and imagination into ideas. This is said to take place by natural correspondence. 188. Neither the external nor the internal organs of all are affected similarly by the same harmonies of the modifications of the atmospheric world, but according to the quality of the organ, so they are affected for so do they correspond. The diversity of the reception of harmonies, or the diversity of affections, is as great as the diversity of brains or of men. 189. Affections are changes of state corresponding to the harmonies which flow especially into the sensorial organs. The whole brain, or the common sensory, is affected by the sonorous harmonies of the hearing. The inner sensory, by the harmonies of the objects of the sight, the pure intellect by the harmonies of the ideas of the imagination, and especially of the thought. The soul by the harmony of the natural truths of the pure intellect. God by the harmonies of the higher or spiritual truths of the soul. 190. From this, it appears that there is nothing in the created universe which cannot be referred to forms, or to ideas, which are so many forms, or to harmonies, and to affections, or that cannot be explained by means of forms, ideas, harmonies, and affections. 191. All harmonies affect the sensorial organs, both external and internal, either pleasantly and delightfully, or unpleasantly and undelightfully. That is, they either afford joy or they cause sadness. The more perfect harmonies are pleasant and delightful, but the more imperfect, or the disharmonies, are unpleasant and undelightful. For the delightful harmonies soothe the sensories by refreshing and vivifying them. But the undelightful or the disharmonies grate against them because they are destructive and deadening. 192. But all harmonies are relative to the harmonic state of the sensory which is affected. Perfect harmonies seem undelightful in the sensory whose state is disharmonious. And as the harmonies are the more perfect, so much more undelightful are they to it. Therefore, the disharmonies, are the very harmonies themselves of such a sensory. But because the harmonies, like forms, are perfect or imperfect in themselves, both in their nature and in their essence, we have to judge from the affections concerning the state of the sensory. But to judge truly, it is requisite that the state of the sensory of the person judging be perfectly harmonious. 193 Therefore, such as is the state of the whole brain, such will be its affection by the harmonies of sounds of hearing. As is the inner sensory, so it's affection by harmonies of objects of sight. As is the state of the intellect, so it's affection by harmonies of ideas of thought. As is the state of the soul, so it's affection by the harmonies of natural truths. God, who is love and perfection itself, judges from himself concerning the harmonies of the spiritual truths of the soul. The devil is affected unpleasantly and saddened by the most perfect spiritual harmonies, but is happily affected and delighted by disharmonies. 194. We seek and desire what affects our senses pleasantly and delightfully. We are averse to what affects us in an opposite manner. For pleasant and delightful things soothe, refresh, and vivify. But the unpleasant and undelightful are grating, destroying, and mortifying. Therefore so, as we love our integrity, health, and preservation, so far we desire pleasant and delightful affections. And as much as we hate infirmities, destructions, and death, so far are we averse to what is unpleasant and undelightful. On this account, the brain seeks, longs for, and desires the allurements of touch, the sweetness of tastes, the pleasantness of smell, and the harmonies of hearing, the inner sensory, the beauties and the pleasantness of objects of the sight, the pure intellect, the versimilitudes and delights of the rational ideas of thought, the soul the favor and love of the natural truth of the pure intellect god the health and happiness of souls One ninety-five, but our external and internal sensories are so conjoined and so distinct that what the one seeks the other very often is averse to and vice versa the external sensories are able to be delighted with the harmonies of the world and with the pleasures of the body but the inner sensory is saddened by these the intellectory, on the other hand, is made happy in this saddening, and so on. Thus, often the internal is in collision and in combat with the external man. Anatomy itself declares the same fact that the organ of seeing and of hearing is one thing, and the common sensory or the brain is another, while the inner sensory or cortex of the brain is something still different, and so is the pure intellect or the simple cortex of each internal sensory. The form, state, and harmony of one of these may differ immensely from that of another. Whatever is the connection, situation, and order of the substance of the brain, there may be none the nonetheless a connection, situation, and order of more simple substances of the inner sensory, because a correspondence is acquired by use and cultivation. For each has its own selfhood, and the state which is the internal of the one is the external of the other, and so on. Thus there are given no similar affections and rarely do they correspond to each other in the sensories. 196. Appetite is predicated of all those pleasant affections which are proper to the body, its viscera, and organs. Its affections are themselves called pleasures, delights. Longing, cupiditas, is predicated of all those pleasant affections which are proper to the brain or common sensory. Desire, as also wish, of all those which are proper to the inner sensory. Loves, of those which are the pure intellect love simply of those which are of the soul but owing to these distinctions being unknown the one of these affections is by many taken for another end chapter 13 end section 18